and welcome back to the Hannibal podcast, where today we're going to be discussing the difference between the Hannibal Rising movie and the Silence of the Lambs film and how they affected Hannibal Lecter's characterization. I'm Chloe Chambers, and today we're here with Angela Schwindler, Marty Edrington, Peyton Lee, and Jacob Bollinger, who have each taken their own position on these films. In the next 10 to 15 minutes, each of these people are going to break down why they think that the film they chose was the best. I should also warn you, spoiler alert, many details from the movies will be involved, so I suggest you watch both the films before listening. I'll go ahead and say, personally, I feel that the Silence of the Lambs franchise is way superior to the Hannibal Rising. But in terms of Hannibal's development, both movies do a great job of creating a visual for Hannibal Lecter's character. I feel that the character shown in Hannibal Rising is a much younger, more attractive character who you feel more remorse for. You understand that they want revenge rather than just killing random people. But when they switch to Silence of the Lambs or you see the older character, you lose the kind of sexualization you get with the original one. And it becomes more about his actual self and more of his own intellectual self more than his attractiveness or how you think you feel about him. It's more about his character and that he's a crazy, smart genius who just knows how to kill people. Animal Rising goes more in depth of how and why Lecter became a cannibal serial killer and the trauma that he endured as a young child while watching his sister get murdered. Lecter developed a taste for flesh when he went on a killing spree to avenge his sister. Hannibal Rising is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. While Hannibal Lecter first appeared in a movie called Manhunter, it was produced in 1986. Rising allowed those who watched to better understand the complicated mind of Hannibal Lecter. There are both good and bad reviews on the book alone. Some are even stuck in the middle. The movie Hannibal Rising is noted to be a bloodbath, extremely intense, and psychologically heavy. On the website www.christiananswers.net, they reviewed the movie, and it is said to be, quote, The movie as a part of Hannibal series is a good one. It delivers the side of the big bad wolf answering some of our deepest questions about why people do what they do, end quote. Though both actors were great, there's no way to say who played Lecter better since the outline of the story is completely different, even though the timeline of the story does connect. Silence of the Lambs better understands the draw that serial killers present to audiences, an appeal that is missing in Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Lecter stands out among serial killers in movies for several reasons. He is charming, suave, hard to peg, and terrifying. He has an appeal that few others can provide, a terrifying charm that draws us in. Part of the appeal is that his behavior has no explanation. 
In the movie, he is impossible to peg with a personality test, and over the years, many have tried and failed to understand him. As an audience, we are presented with a character who seems to be almost superhuman, exceedingly intelligent, well-mannered, and creepy as hell. In a movie, we want to see the killer get the job done, and for us to be able to witness the thrill of the kill. To witness the killer get away with it. Many of us have thought about what things we can get away with, what impossible odds we could overcome, what illegal thing we could pull off if the odds were in our favor. Hannibal Lecter is interesting because he presents the image of that perfect genius psychopathic killer that doesn't exist in real life. He is a compelling character because he is entirely impossible. He can do things and overcome odds that other people cannot. Trying to create a backstory to an enigmatic character takes away from the appeal of the character. Suddenly there is no more mystery surrounding the character and their actions. We don't want to see the origins that makes the man because it takes away from his appeal, makes him more relatable. One of the things that attracts us to Lecter is the mystery and how unrelatable he is. Adding an origin story detracts from the mystery, making Lecter appear much more, well, human. And average human beings and thrillers don't make for good excitement. Clarice represents the audience viewer in a way. She, like us, wants to understand this individual, this madman, that nobody has figured out. Just as Clarice does, we want to develop our own relationship with Lecter because we are provided horror by the violent and genius spectacle that is Lecter. He is a civilized, perfect gentleman who just happens to kill and eat others. It's that relationship, that flirtation with danger, that we are allowed to have. It's what engrosses the audience, having the thrill of the kill with the safety of a screen. Silence of the Lambs shows how Hannibal Lecter uses his intelligence and persuasive mindset to become the sick individual he is today. The Hannibal Rising movie shows bits and pieces as to why he is the way he is today, but it doesn't really connect the two as well as it should. Hannibal Lecter and the Silence of the Lambs version shows how his visual presence and facial tones can convey how people act and think. In the beginning of the movie, he is very immediate and pinpoint of who Clarice really is. He draws vast attention to her true reasoning for visiting him and who she really is. The younger version in Hannibal Rising is more on revenge-based plot to get back at the people responsible for his sister. So, in conclusion, the Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs shows more of the character's true demeanor and attitude. He is more descriptive and the movie itself shows the end result that, becomes, that comes from the younger version of him in Hannibal Rising thus allowing Silence of the Lambs to overall be the better detailed film regarding, regarding Hannibal Lecter. Although Hannibal from Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal from Hannibal Rising is the same character, they have contrasting personalities. The author, Thomas Harris, uses the passing of time to illustrate his evolution from one archetype of a serial killer to another. This change from a mission-driven man to killing for pleasure becomes more apparent as you compare the two films. Every serial killer has motives and goals. Though they can vary in importance, these two things can help define what kind of serial killer archetype they would most resemble. The younger Hannibal depicted in Hannibal Rising is driven by revenge. Once he can recall the memories of his sister being cannibalized, Hannibal can't resist the urge to seek out her killers, not even Lady Murasaka the biggest influence in his life up to that point, could subside his rage. This would suggest that young Hannibal is more mission-driven. He has a clear goal with a clear motive behind it. 
The childhood drama also acts as a catalyst in his brain that is possible to do something horrifically atrocious and get away with it. The older Hannibal, residing in Baltimore, becomes a psychiatrist and begins to relish in the pain and sorrow of his patients. He realizes he must continue causing pain to feed his literal appetite as well as his now altered, egotistical mind. It's most apparent when Hannibal confronts Clary Starling about her childhood. He is willing to give up some important clues that were saved as valuable bargaining chips for his institutional transfer just to see the pain on her face. This would most resemble a power-driven killer. Although his motives isn't clear, his goal is to dominate people's mind and body. Hannibal's satisfaction from asserting his dominance drives him to his hedonistic killing and cannibalism. This change of goals directly leads to the change of archetype and purpose with which he kills. The two versions of Hannibal are the same man in the cinematic universe, but they're completely different uh, parts of his life and cater to different audiences. If you prefer an uh, anti-hero with a noble mission for revenge, uh, you'll probably enjoy Hannibal Rising. Uh, but if you're more interested in an intelligently dominant killer searching for power, then you're probably going to enjoy Silence of the Lambs more. This has been the Hannibal Podcast. If you've seen both the films, hopefully this gave you more insight into how they relate to one another. But if you've only seen one or neither of the films, I hope this entices you to watch them and formulate your own opinion of one of the most polarizing villains in American literature. Thank you for listening.